0: Welcome back to another jam-packed episode of the Broadway Bulletin. We are so glad you have continued to join us as we journey through the summer theater season here in New York. We have two very intense shows for you today, so why don't we get right into our dance. The first show we saw was a new production from friend of the show, Tyler Martin. We saw his show, What I First Desire. Holy mmm, this was good. Good. I didn't want to say the word because I had to label this episode explicit, but oh my God, was it good. This was a brilliant memory play. It was so ridiculously well written, so brilliantly performed. The accents were on point. The, the set itself was so impressive, especially because this was like a festival. Um, so the detail of that was great. The costumes were amazing love loved uh, the fur coat so Tyler was like the star not only the playwright but the star um, and I loved his fur coat um, the intimacy that existed was really incredible uh, you really felt the chemistry the passion just that electricity that existed um, it, it didn't have to be hypersexualized. it just a touch had so much into it um, <clears throat> I cannot get over how the show was reconstructed and told. Uh, this is like a prequel to *Streetcar Desire*. Oh, okay. How Blanche became Blanche? Um, yes, and um, so it, but with a twist. Um, okay. You know. Just like a little lime twist. Right. Um, I was completely gripped the entire time. The story was so modern yet classic. Okay. You know, we had cell phones and we had the idea of fans only and things like that. But it still felt very classic, southern. Right. I'm sorry. It's only fans. <laughs> only fan. Well, or you know, I don't only. use any of that. So <laughs> the ending, oh my gosh. I, I'm still left in shock like I was not ready for that you know we start we start the play at the very end kind of thing and we go back in time and work our way back full circle and then we kind of move forward just a little it was like an amazing law and order SVU Um, so I'm so glad I got to see this would love to see it developed even more Um, because there's so much there this was a really 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 good show Um, even now just like rethinking and telling about it it oh so good so good Sadly, this show closed on July 10th, 2022. Next, we had the Playwrights Horizons for the conclusion of their 21-22 season and their newest work, Corsicana. So, first of all, um, what a gorgeous show. Beautifully written, brilliant cast, including recent Tony Award winner Deidre O'Connell, uh, which was fun to see. We saw her in Dana H.
1: Okay.
0: Um, so actually hearing her voice was nice. Uh, um, loved the set. It was so huge for the space. Uh, this is where we saw Tambo and Bones okay. and Many Moons Ago, A Strange Loop. Uh, it was just such a huge set, though. Um, but not, if that makes sense. It's just very open. Okay. Which the space really added yeah. to the story. You okay. Uh, Love the silence as the set changed. Okay. You know, uh, we could hear the set changing when they pushed the set out towards the audience and things like that. There wasn't necessarily music or anything. Um, I also want to go back and say with the cast, there was one of the actresses um, was... Uh, she had Down syndrome. Okay. But she's that uh, actress model. She was like that first model with Down syndrome. She's really high profile. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Yes. And okay. so she was really, really great in this show. Okay. Um, so I love the representation, diversity, all of that going on in this. This was really great. The lighting was amazing. Love that. it. It's like a light switch in between scenes. Um, you know, like click click kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that the lighting is solid. It's either on and then off. There was no real lighting effect, per se. Like, melting kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Very just, like, memories. Like, slideshow almost, you know? Okay. The sound was fantastic. The audio with the old tape recorders and the boom boxes. Because they're trying to write a song. Dealing with their mother's passing, trying to write a song. Um, and so it was nice that they... we. I don't know, being a child of cassette tapes and boomboxes, you know, holding up the recorder next to the radio to make a mix tape, I was like, yeah, you you can't have it without having that, like, crackle to it, you know, so those little details, look, the devil's in the details. So I don't know if they really used a boombox or if this was just, you know, an audio cue that they hit, but having that, that actual sound made it... More real? Yeah. Costumes are simple and beautiful and of the time, because I'm pretty sure this was supposed to be in the 90s, Okay. Cool. No, it was no frills and it just matched the characters perfectly. You know, the artist who, um, they, that, that Deidre's character who was like the aunt went and sought out to help the girl write a song, help out. He was like an artist who just kind of lived on his own, kind of a a hermit kind of thing. He was like never wearing shoes, just kind of in the dirty clothes, but not like filthy kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, that... it just looked right. Um, his name was Lot. That's right. The character of Lot. Simple, dirty babe outfit. So I love how Jenny, who is this, you know, uh, diff- differently abled uh, sister. Okay? okay. She and Lot, who is like the hermit uh, artist, they're brought together by outside sources, which is just as the Ant. She's kind of figure. She's kinda be, like setting them up. Exactly. Okay. To lean on each other through a hard time. So Lot's having this hard time of like everyone's getting to know him and he doesn't want to be bothered or anything. And he's just struggling to deal with stuff. And Jeannie, Jenny's dealing with the death of her mother and everything, but she doesn't know how to deal with it. And Justice is like, maybe you two lean on each other. But then also when they build that relationship, it's great because considering society views them both as outcasts and they're actually anything but... They're what, do you, tr- no, what do you mean by anything but outcasts? Uh, right. So they're not really outcasts. They're truly amazing people who don't conform to society's norms. So like they don't follow the status quo. Yes, and they don't fit into, like... A box. Exactly. They're... And so they're treated and seen as different or special, and so should be feared or treated differently. I mean, that's the thing is, you know, Lot's is hermit, and he doesn't like to be around people, and he doesn't really know how to socialize, so he's socially awkward. And so it's like, oh, there must be something wrong with him. No, he had one bad experience, and he just doesn't want to be around people because of that. And Ginny... Being, having Down syndrome, everyone wants to treat her special, and she's like, you can just treat me normal. I am an adult. Treat me normal. I can do things. Mm-hmm. And that does, like... Re- that was a kind of paradoxical to me because I was like, think about the number of differently abled people who we as society look at and we focus more on their disability, I'll say, and not on the fact that it's not a disability, it's a different ability. Mm-hmm. And we they can still things yeah you know and and i really appreciated the fact that lot and Ginny could kind of go toe to toe and to an extent it was like no you you're one in the same you know right. okay so, um the second i got a little too talky for me but i still like the overall journey and arc there were some monologues that just kind of rambled on and i was like okay got it um I love the lighting effect to show the passage of time while uh, Justice was waiting for Lot. Lot closes the gate because he's just like over, like him and Jenny have a fight. Okay. And he doesn't want it to do with anyone. He doesn't want anything to do with Justice. He doesn't want anything to do with anyone. So he closes his gate so that nobody can come visit him. And they use lighting. This is the one time it's not solid click, click, click to show time passing and Justice just waiting outside to go in. Hmm. Okay. Um, so I really love the character of Justice. There wasn't like a whole lot of depth, but there was. She was very wise and just like that hovering, almost like narrator working the strings behind the scenes, making sure things were happening. She knew where the story had been. She knew where the story was going. Um, this just was overall a great show, and in the end, the song that they ended up writing which I closed the show with was really unique and interesting. Thank you. Um, it was a challenging story and not necessarily a life-changing show or a huge journey show, but a great snapshot into people's lives, which I thought was important. And look at the way we're talking about it now. You know, the questions that it forced us to ask were things that it asks us to address. So, Sadly, this show closed on July 17th, 2022. And this concludes this episode of the Broadway Bulletin. Be sure to tune into our next edition coming out every Tuesday and Saturday. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez. And I'm Hope Bird. Reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep your mask on. And keep talking about the theater in a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear please leave a five-star review like and subscribe you can also find us on facebook instagram and twitter at stage whisper pod and feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stage pod at gmail.com our theme song is booga blue by u.s army blues other music on this episode provided by john bartman and billy murray